How often have you heard the complaint the first thing they cut when budgets are tight is training? At the National Park Service, that seems to be the case, according to Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, or PEER. The group calls the agency's moves a stealth downgrade. Joining me with the details, PEER Executive Director Jeff Rook. And Jeff, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. What's going on there? Well, a group of retired law enforcement specialists within the National Park Service got wind of a plan to uh, eliminate academy-based training for permanent law enforcement rangers which would be a significant reduction not only in the quantity of training but the quality of training. And as a cost-saving measure, instead it would go to institutions across the country, community colleges, uh, private institutions that don't have any real standardization or quality control that they have now at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Brunswick, Georgia. So this is something that all rangers that are going to be full-time go to initially? Yes, and it's been a requirement for decades, and the whole trend up until now has been to increase the amount and sophistication of training. So at FLETC, as it's called, they have um, simulated towns, they have uh, driving courses, they have uh, lots of other kind of equipment and facilities that aren't available at community colleges because today's law enforcement rangers are, in essence, big city cops in many of the larger parks. They're dealing with large populations bringing the array of urban problems, um, and in many instances, they're very dangerous situations. The ratings show that they're among the top 10 most dangerous occupations in civilian service. The people that we represent, uh, as well as we, think that, if anything, the training should be increased. But the other thing about this is this is being done behind closed doors, without any consultation, without any briefing of Congress. And when confronted with it, the Park Service's only defense was no final decision had been made, which implicitly confirmed what uh, these retired specialists were saying. This is interesting. I didn't realize, I guess most people may not realize, that there is a strong law enforcement component to managing the, the national parks, in addition to the lecturing and helping with rocks and flora and fauna. Well, not only is it a matter of, of visitor safety, but also um, protecting the resources. So in many instances, you have uh, rings of poaching and uh, people that are looting cultural artifacts and the like. And it's, in addition, kind of the whole range of of things that uh, cops confront, um, assaults, rapes, uh, drunk driving. So there are millions of people that visit the national parks every year, and the thin green line, as we call them, that are responsible for um, ensuring the safety of visitor staff and the resources are diminishing. That's one of the other things that's going on is over the last 20 years, even though the number of parks has increased and visitation has gone through the roof, the number of rangers, law enforcement rangers, has declined by about a fifth. And the other thing that's going on inside the parks or not going on is there's no law enforcement planning. So this ad hoc move on training isn't done in a larger context or as part of a strategy or with any kind of sense of Um, what it is they're trying to accomplish other than save money. And the dearth of planning in parks, I think it's one of the reasons the parks are in so much trouble fiscally, because they sort of uh, set things on sort of a Xerox forward mode. And the absence of planning, we think, is really a root cause of a lot of the problems they're facing. And just to further that point of the need for this type of protection, don't these rangers occasionally come across really remote drug operations and and, uh, illegal marijuana growing operations that are staffed by some really bad people. 
uh, some really bad people who are very, very well harmed. So, yes. We're speaking with Jeff Rook, Executive Director of Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility. And give us some sense of the type of training that happens at FLETC now. They get sounds like they get law enforcement as well as uh, components having to do with outdoors and the particulars of national parks. Sure. Uh, the law enforcement training uh, you know, are things that um, cops have to learn, how to secure a crime scene, um, the chain of custody of evidence and things like that, because to the extent they're not trained, um, they'll screw up investigations and uh, bad guys will get away because of procedural defects. So professionalism is sort of a hallmark of the Ranger Corps that we feel is, is threatened here. In addition, I, I mentioned the, the driving range. So in some instances, they're dealing with people that uh, are the occasion for uh, chases or in a drunk driving situation, you're trying to get the person off the road, as well as a whole range of uh, things involving hostages, uh, really the whole range, the gamut of law enforcement is what they have to be prepared for because they're the they're the people on the line. They're on the ground. It's not like they can call in backup forces for the most part. Um, it's up to them. And is there any evidence that the Park Service would actually save money by sending people to various locations? Because community colleges and so forth, they're not free. They're not free, but one of the uh, things that's going on here is that in many instances, the ranger applicants would have to pay for their own training. So that would save money. But and we have a Freedom of Information Act request to find out what actual analysis has been done here because we don't know how much money it saves and whether or not this is, because it strikes us as the epitome of a penny-wise, pound-foolish move. So, for example, an undertrained officer who um, discharges their firearm in a way that's negligent can cost the Park Service far more money than they save by this uh, training uh, shortfall. It all goes back to the absence of planning and planning in a transparent way. There's no reason why this should be done behind closed doors. And one of the findings in the report is that there might even be a violation of the of the law here or of the regulations derived from the law of the Interior Department's manual. You cite chapter and verse that says that all of these entry-level law enforcement personnel have to complete this FLETSI training. It would violate their uh, policies, but their policies could be changed by Trump appointees. That's the concern. These aren't the kind of things you could sue over. But this would be a sea change in really more than a generation of increased professionalism uh, would be a sharp U-turn in the other direction. Now, this report just out, do you have any Capitol Hill support or what are you going to do next now that the report is compiled? So we've sent this uh, with a cover letter to the um, chairs and ranking members of the oversight, policy, and appropriations subcommittees, asking them to call in the Park Service and get briefed. And we think it's the kind of thing that once this scheme sees the light of day, it will shrivel up because it's not very defensible. And also that point that you made about the rangers having to pay for their own training, since every agency complains about the difficulty in recruiting and then hiring people, that wouldn't seem to mitigate in favor of making that an attractive place to go for law enforcement work. Uh, no, and also um, a lot of these schools require if when you're uh, doing um, training for uh, driving, you bring your own vehicle. So it really is um, an economy that makes no sense. Jeff Rook is Executive Director of Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility. Thanks so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, 
always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.